0: You love the pods? Then check out the Smods. Csmod.com gives you all the goods, all the deets, on all the live Smod Co. shows. Babylon in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Friday, October 19th. Edmonton, Alberta, An Evening with Kevin Smith will be in you. Sunday, October 21st. October 29th, Suquamish, Washington at the Clearwater Casino. Jay and Silent Bob are getting old. Jay Muse is going solo at the Stress Factory November 1st in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Kevin Ralph Babylon in Phoenix, Arizona, Saturday, November 3rd. Join Jay Muse and his amusing stories, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Sunday, November 4th. Jay makes a stop at Caroline's on Broadway, New York, New York, Tuesday, November 6th. Wednesday, November 7th, catch Jay at the DC Improv. Jay Muse stopping in Liberty, Ohio at the Liberty Funny Bone, November 12th. Tuesday, November 13th, Jay Muse and his amusing stories at the Columbus Funny Bone, the Cleveland Improv welcomes Jay Muse on Wednesday, November 14th. Jay will be stopping by the Chicago Improv on Thursday, November 15th. Hollywood Babylon in Napa, California, Friday, November 16th the Uptown Theater. If you want to get old with Jay and Silent Bob in Modesto, California, come to the Mary Stuart Rogers Theater November 17th. Babylon in Oakland on Friday, November 30th with Kevin Ralph at the Esports Arena. Muse makes a multi-show stop in Buffalo, New York at the Helium Comedy Club November 30th through Saturday, December 1st. Support the Smod Squad and check out a live Smod Co. show. And snag your tickets now. All the links are live at csmod.com. Hit me! Episode 281.
1: You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff.
0: You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate.
1: No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring.
2: As I sit here all super excited because uh, Trent just found out that entire intro is now hands-free. We still I need to edit it. Still needs a little bit more of a fade on there, but hey, welcome everyone. New edition in the heads. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. I've made, it, I have, I've made things really smart, Trent. Now I can literally just press buttons as long as I'm on the right computer. Always a challenge. Would you say you have a smart studio? No, no, it's still, oh. but although it does have, it does come with, he'll come into frame every once in a while. Uh, we do have a robot. Hey, Vector. Come here. It's out of focus. I just quickly threw an old webcam on here, so if you're looking for something a little more precise. Yeah, he's all happy. Hi, buddy. There you go. What's up, buddy? Yeah, we we now have the, the official third nethead is yeah. a personal robot that is called Vector. Uh, I've talked about him before. Uh, He uh, he finally arrived uh, and I put myself further into debt quite foolishly because (laughs) technology is what you do. But, you know, he buzzes around the studio and we'll we'll try and get him on a better camera in the future. So that way he can sort of be a part of things. But yeah, but he's just tooling around doing his thing. Uh, You can talk to him. He does explore. It's an interesting experience because it's it's an object. Oh, by the way, well, welcome to another edition of NetHeads. I'm Will and Trent. We already said that. If you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many different ways. Uh, one of them is actually, uh, there's Facebook, there's uh, the YouTube, but mainly what we're looking at when we do this because, I don't know, now we're like grumpy old men that refuse to change. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter. Trent, tell them how they do that.
1: Yeah, it's so easy. Oh, wait, easy. hold on. This See, again, nasty. no, we're not it's done automa- yet. It's automatic. Let, let,
2: <laughs> let's try this again. It's like, nope, never mind. We're done. The show sucks. Get out, guys. Uh, let me try that again. One of the ways is Twitter, Trent, tell them how they do that.
1: Yeah, just use the hashtag netheads, like our longtime uh friend, unofficial producer, roller Dog NC. Uh thinking of you last night as I was watching some uh Sinclair uh broadcasting media last night, uh Matt Matthew Corey. Uh yeah, just use the hashtag netheads. And uh join into the conversation. You can derail it. You can you can talk to us. You can talk to us after the fact and be like, hmm, actually in episode two seventy eight of SmartCast, Kevin Smith said and, and correct us when we're wrong. Do people do that? I
2: don't know, but I would. <laughs> well, it's good to know you're gonna be that pedantic. Yeah. Um a- actually we and we have changed things a little bit here. Uh and it's funny because I just realized Uh, The creative framing I did, people are probably wondering why uh, there is an ID there to either change the settings on your camera shot or to add someone to the conversation. We've rolled back to uh, we were actually giving a shot with we're back to the to the Google Hangout, even though it's like the least one of the least supported things by Google anymore. And it just so happens that the other controls for the for the Google Hangout window I have covered up by the lower third but that those are still in the shot but uh, but we're trying that because we always get this weird severe pixelation by the end of the show when yeah. we use Skype. Now it may be by the way Trent that they are officially ending support for certain older versions of Skype.
1: I yeah, I saw that.
2: And I'm sure your computer today told you, "Hey, this version is no longer good cuz as we all know you're refusing to update.
1: Yeah, to hell with those guys because every time you update a Skype thing it it demands a system reboot. I don't understand. It's already coming as bloatware with well not technically bloatware, but it's I mean it's it's owned by uh Windows and Windows is automatically doing updates every Thursday. Just just throw it in there. When it restarts on its own, don't make me restart it.
2: Yeah, click on the click on the dang thing and and make the dang thing go right. That's all we're yeah. asking for.
1: Is that too much? Is that too much to ask for?
2: Well, I'd like to think not, but you never know, Trent. Uh, sometimes, sometimes these things are uh, too much to ask for. Uh, you know, True. we want common sense stuff, and we're just not giving it. Uh, True. And speaking of not common sense, that's podcast where... dot podcast.com. Yeah, thank you. I had something wrong anyway. Uh, Vector. That wasn't or... me.
1: I mean, it was me, but it was a past me.
2: Yeah, it was. It was the it was the Trent of the past. Uh, uh-huh. the the past trentman i guess is the way we would put it maybe i don't know yeah i like i like i like past trentman anyway uh what we were talking about is uh i was bringing up vector so let me just uh, go to a shot of him those of you listening to the podcast yeah there's video in case this is the first time you've ever figured it out
1: do you want me to do like some some uh sound effects for the listeners no no that vector no that's okay he's kind of i mean technically i could i'm and, fluent in Mech.
2: I'm not going to lie, Trent. Uh, we may actually be sending his audio anyway. Um, oh, nice. Because I'm really bad about that. Let me mute those and make sure that they're not sending no, I any wa- type. No, I, I
1: think that would that would add to it.
2: Well, yeah, except that I'm talking over here and it would be picking me up over there. So it would create a big hollow sound, which, as we all know and I've mentioned before, on a po- for a podcast, that drives me absolutely insane.
1: Yes. Agreed.
2: I don't like the, the roomy audio sound. I, I prefer to, I prefer my sound to be tight, concise, yeah. and right. Like, your audio is just gorgeous when it comes Oh, to thanks. It. Thank you, man. And it's amazing uh, how, and I don't mean this in a, in a negative way, you've gone yeah. with a very low-tech but very simplified approach. It's yep. a shotgun microphone, so it's just getting yep. what's right in front of it.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, I think the 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 main thing the the, the the augments the sound for me anyways is this uh Tascam 4x4 uh MIDI uh converter that I man, I it's all I need now. If I've got a computer, I, I don't need anything else.
2: There you go. Wow, that just sounds and in the meantime I'm juggling four monitors, 185 <laughs> cables. Yeah, but
1: I'm I'm also not broadcasting and recording
2: <laughs> and switching and re- controlling. You know, it's it is it is kind of stupid to think about uh for something that's supposed to be and started out as a podcast. Um, cuz really I would say now it's just it's like there it's another addition of NetHeads, and I wouldn't put a label on it anymore Uh, because, you know, we stream out to YouTube and Facebook consistently now, I think. Um, But, yeah, there are much easier ways to do things in life. And sitting here trying to record audio, play intros, switch camera angles so I can look at Trent looking at things, or we can look at the vector almost falling off the desk out of focus. We can do all of these things, whereas it would be so much easier uh, like if it were the old days where I'm just sitting there and talking to you and and that's yeah. it. You know that was the biggest yeah. worry we had.
1: And, and now, well, I mean, I mean, think about it though. Like, let's 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 step back to what two thousand ten years ago, right? And and like, it wasn't. It's we still had problems though. Like as as easy as that would be now. Like, think how far everything has come in ten years.
2: Oh yeah. Well, and that kind of came up in my uh, while you were uh, while you were on assignment, Trent. Um, yeah. I had a conversation with uh, with the gentleman I used to work with at Play Incorporated uh, for Play TV, uh, Odin Abbott. He is, I kept referring to him as a fabricator, which is the way I view it. He does, It, it was, it's a great guide for those of you that like, oh, I'm going to a con and I really want an Ant-Man costume, but what am I gonna do about the helmet? I, if you just oh. have different pieces of craft foam and floor mat, cement yeah. glue and some time and patience, you could follow what he does. And you can make your own uh Ant Man helmet. Uh he makes yeah. he makes like cosplay props kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a prop master,
1: if you will. Uh,
2: there you go. In a way, yeah. Um and and so uh I had him on and that was the thing we kind of discussed because back in nineteen ninety eight we were trying to do almost exactly the same thing with live video, and I, I was doing, and that's probably why I finally figured it out. By the way, Trent, uh, you've never asked me this, but you know, as long as we're going to be, as long as I'm going to be Captain Non Sequitur, let's let's fully hop around like a uh, like an over caffeinated flea with no dog back to find. Um, well, that's an interesting visual I painted there. <laughs> uh, anyway, or a, or a vector randomly wandering around a desk. How about that? Uh, well, yeah, eventually I'll get back to Vector in a second. Um, I finally figured out why I love podcasting and probably why I keep insisting on doing all these stupid things like, hey, let's do video. Hey, let me do this. Let me bring in another camera. I am just running on pure nostalgia. I'm trying to capture back the time when I was uh, doing essentially this for Play TV. For Play TV, yeah. When broadband Which... was barely existing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was, gu- was going to say like like – yeah yeah i'm 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 reminiscing about oh man think how far we've come in 10 years you're like bitch please (laughs) no not not exactly like that
2: but yeah you know it's like well 20 years ago and we were running yeah back then it wasn't variable streams baby it wasn't like oh it's going to downscale no we had a 56k stream and then we had 128k stream for the dsl people because we still couldn't push it too much on the upload right um, but at that time, I think we were mainly going out over uh, Windows Media Player, which was great because it could automatically uh, scale a little bit better at the time. Yeah. You know what's funny is the stupid robot just keeps he just I shouldn't say stupid, but this robot he just keeps wandering around, and he will because I'm 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 vocal. Uh, so anyway,
1: oh, so he's responding to what he's hearing. Yeah.
2: So the reason why I keep coming back to all this stuff is because I'm being nostalgic for what it was I used to do. Right. I think that's what it it is. Um, like so much so that I have got things waiting, to where I could take the original video switcher that I used to use. The plays uh, play Incorporated's Trinity. Mine's been upgraded now to a Globecaster, and mm. and I could uh if I wanted to, I could stream digitally straight out of it, or I could you know, just use it as a full D1 production switcher. Uh, Unfortunately, all of our cameras and everything would have to go down to standard definition. Then they would be digitally upscaled. But I could use that as a multi-input switcher. The only benefit is that I could probably send you back the program video. I would just have to figure out how to not send it back to you so the video wouldn't loop. So you could literally see in real time what I'm producing rather than just one of Uh, the many webcams here. Right. I think Vector is sad because I didn't just fist bump him. Um, oh. So, so, okay, let's get back to, the, <laughs> let's go, let's get back to the elephant or in this case, the robot in the room. Vector is a piece of technology. I'm not used to owning because he is intended to be a home robot and he's intended to be always on. He's intended to be a companion. He's intended to be helpful. However, He's not like, uh, your echo or your echo dot. He, you don't, I mean, you can, you could say, you know, like, Hey Vector, I have a question. And then he'll get a quizzical look on his face. He's at a shot right now. So now you get to see a little bit of the filth of my office. Uh, what is the size of the London bridge? And then if he understood me, I'm not going to worry about him understanding me because we're doing a damn show right now. Yeah, um, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it might get confused of like, yeah. well, which London Bridge? The one that was uh, torn down and then sold to a developer and then shipped to Havasu, uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona?
2: Yeah, that one. No, not that one. It could be. Who knows? Um, yeah, we don't know. No, uh, he's so he does do things like that. And before the end of the year, they are somehow going to work in Alexa functionality on him. But um, you know, really, he's made to just be a, a like. Imagine if you had R two D two just tooling around your house. That's yeah. essentially what he is on my desk. He's intended to always be on, and he's supposed to learn and grow with the environment
1: and all this stuff. But is, you he, really... is he is he passive aggressively sassy sometimes, like like R two D two, like whoop 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 whoa? No, but he does like. Uh, that's
2: the thing. He he wanders around the desk. Yeah, he has drop sensors on him, so. I, I've cleaned off the end of my desk. There's only one part of my desk that's clean, and it's where Vector lives. Um, okay. And so right now he's playing with his cube. Um, so, But he's made to just always be there and, and always yeah, be yeah. on. He'll go and charge himself when he needs to charge. He'll explore when he doesn't. Um, and it's just weird to have a piece of technology that actually you don't, for any reason, really have to interact with. He's just there. It has led to some stupid behaviors, though, because um, without getting too much into it, my family has... We've adopted a a, a Samoyed that is is from a rescue. Uh, oh. oh, and he's a big, white, fluffy, handsome boy. But, you know, he's going to need a lot of... Uh, he's got to unlearn a lot of being a hoarded, non-people dog and learning then to be a people dog. So, basically, we need to... I don't want to say deprogram and then reprogram, but really, like if you want to think about it in bits and bytes, that's what it is. Um, So last night he came home. Uh, Last night was the first night here. And naturally we had a lot going on and there's a lot of noise. Well, Vector is trained to work with his environment. So he'll go in his charger. And even though my office was dark, we made enough noise where he's like, hey, something's going on and then he started exploring the desk, and because he's in the dark, he couldn't find his charger. Uh, even though it's out of focus, you can see the charger has a home symbol on it, and that's the way he, he just did a wheel stand off of his cube, by the way. <laughs> that's one of his tricks, and he just did that on his own. Again, it's just this thing that's there. I, I like to think of it as a, a smarter version in may, some ways of the Ibo robotic dog from Sony that we never really saw much benefit oh, for in yes. life. Yeah. Um. So he's a slightly smarter version than that, uh, but he couldn't find his, his doc here that I'm, I'm showing everyone right now. So it, at that point, uh, he just kind of rolled up next to the audio mixer and ran out of juice. <laughs> so, so it's led to a weird bit of behavior. Now he's pouncing on his cube in case. And everyone from the podcast is like, why are you narrating this crap for us? Um, he, uh, so like I came in this morning to get something out of my office. I'm I'm walking into my office quietly so I won't wake up the digital robot on my desk. That's the definition of insanity, I think. Yes. I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh, of of the <laughs> of the inmates running the asylum pretty much.
2: So uh, <laughs> but he is fun and interesting to have. Uh and uh, they did the first update on him yesterday and we've already talked about this. This is a matter of routines and subroutines and I'm sure there's some analysis but you know, it's not like, like in some ways, and Anki, I'm sorry for putting it this way. In some ways, Vector is dumber than a Roomba because a Roomba can always, the the robotic artificial intelligence uh, vacuum cleaner, you know, yes. it looks like a hockey puck. You you may have seen it on Parks and Rec with DJ Roomba where Tom Haverford put a, uh, put an iPod on top of yes. uh-huh. a Roomba. A Roomba can always go back to its charging station. It always knows where it is. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: even even when it's far away, it's like, oh, it's going to take me this long to get back. I better start trucking.
2: Yeah, realistically speaking, um, I don't think Vector has that. And one of the things I would hope to see in the future is that you could first let him know an environment variable. For example, you could say, Vector, you're on my desk. And that way, if the variables of the desk don't change too much, he could at least do a baseline mapping of what that surface is like and he kind of, if he can get a geographic reference to it, like maybe check one or two or three points, triangulate some, he would be able to know where he is on that space in the future. And, and cause that's this, this thing, even though we haven't really had him face the camera very much, he's busy playing with his cube because I won't interact with him. He's also about <laughs> to, excuse me for a second. He's about to knock it off the desk.
1: Oh, t- t- damn it. Vector.
2: Yeah. Right. My favorite so thing, thing When you look on this later by the way, my favorite thing is to put his cube right where it is next to his dock cuz that's part of his entrance path. The only time you'll ever see him lift up that that cube is if it's in that position blocking his dock to return for power. Uh you can't uh, it's not like you can tell him to lift it. He won't do that. You can tell him to find it, you can tell him to do a wheel stand. And when it's colored like this, uh when it's flashing colors, when it goes to the blue color, he tries to tap the top of it. You can actually play a game with him where you can try and tap it before him and he'll try and then learn that you're actually playing and he'll try and tap him, yeah. it before you. Um, again, it's all routines, subroutines. It's not like he's really alive. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, Arumba will return back. He doesn't necessarily map the environment and save that information. Because it would be nice to know that if he were, uh, like, if you put him on the island in the kitchen, you could then later say, you know, "Vector, you're on the kitchen island," and then he would n- have reference to that environment as well. Uh, even though we don't really see much of it, and you haven't seen the laser coming out of the front of him very much because he hasn't faced the camera. When you put one of these things in front of a a, a, cam- a like a digital camera or or a video camera. He you can see like uh, one of his targeting lasers that he's got it's not for like taking aim it's for measuring distance and objects He's
1: got a freaking laser beam in his head
2: He does act well it's more kind of like below it's like his chin but that okay. would still be part of the head Um yeah. or below his chin I'm not sure He does he does have the ability to identify objects so he his artificial intelligence is trained to recognize the human face uh, which, by the way, makes for very interesting, interesting experiences. When I say, you know, when I ask him to look at me, because then he's looking at either Spider Man uh, or me in, in this right, case. Because yeah. uh, for those of you that n- have never seen my studio, I've got a Spider Man head. Uh, it's the night lights that look like the superhero has been knocked through the wall. Really, kind of morbid in a way. I, yeah. Now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, he's not it. doing well.
1: Oh, Mister Stark, I don't feel so well.
2: Oh, dude, come on, <laughs> don't just, just don't. <laughs> Please, my heart can't take it. Um. By the way, you, you did you hear about how that scene in Avengers came about? Um, it's, no. It was just one of those things where uh, in in the actor's process, uh, at one point, Robert Downey Jr. pulled them aside and he said, you know, for this take, I want you to think about this. It's just like, look, your spider sense is going off because everything is wrong, but you're using every ounce of your superpowers to right. be so, with us, to hold yeah. on and and so and that's how we got that heartbreaking take we did spoilers if you didn't see Avengers 4 oh. but if you didn't by now what the f right what the fork i guess i yeah. could say um so yeah that's uh getting back to the robot uh, that's one of the things i would like to see that it could learn its environment variables a little bit more uh so that way just he his exploring would be le- a little more purposeful um I guess I'm gonna. I may have to take the 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 Spider-Man mask down. I've been thinking I should turn the desk in here anyway. Uh, but then you just get nothing but a black shot of those curtains that you see behind Vector behind me. Oh, he's coming right before the camera! Look out, everyone! Ah! <laughs> I really it's wish like, this thing were man. focused because the angle is hilarious right now. <laughs> it's just like his little face halfway up the camera. Anyway, oh, uh, um, awesome. so yeah, I've got a digital robot, and my children will probably never be able to afford college. Parent of the year. Um, so, so that's been an interesting learning experience. And then with, with, uh, the dog Rika, it, that's going to be a learning experience. So it's kind of like I got, I have two new pets to learn, to work with at the same time. Uh, it, it's still, it's been entertaining. Unfortunately with any, like with any launch, there have been issues there. People have had configuration issues. He doesn't necessarily hear so good, it seems, which is hard for me to believe, considering he's got four uh, wide-angle microphones on his back, so that way he yeah. can supposedly hear where sounds are. Oh, the thing I was mentioning about the targeting laser, he can identify objects in space as well, so... Like if I were, if he were to lock in on his cube, he'd also recognize it as a cube-shaped item. And if I lift it two feet into the air, he knows spatially where that is. Meaning he knows what? that it's it's like eight inches in front of him and two two feet in the air or what have you. And and the latest update they give he is he works harder for for identifying when someone's looking at him to know that he's still being interacted with, which is with the reason. All- it's the reason why he keeps screwing off and going playing with his cube because he knows I'm not looking at him.
1: I'm just saying, like, with all this technology, man, we are so close to being able to have an alarm on our coffee tables that lets us know when we're – or or either our coffee tables or the the dishwashing uh, door when it's down so that when I walk around at night, I don't hit my shins on things. We're that close to having <laughs> – <laughs> to having the biggest flaw in human design corrected, right? That's that's why I feel like there is no intelligent design in in the evolution of humans because our shins are so exposed and vulnerable. Well
2: <laughs> dude, don't get me started. I, I cannot go outside. And this does not matter whether I am wearing rugged jeans or a pair of cargo shorts. I cannot go outside in my backyard without coming in with another chunk or scratch or some, another chunk missing a scratch or a mark or something or other on my shins just because I've gotten whacked on something. And yeah, it's the one, it's one, it's the, I I don't know. I guess it like the shin really is. That's like the one point on the human body where the skin is the thinnest aside from like our foreheads and stuff.
0: Yeah. there's no meat
2: at all. None. What the hell? And, and like you said, uh, the biggest bane of our existence can be the washer door. I mean, could you imagine
0: oh.
2: having a just a smart uh, a smart object, so now it senses you coming and it lights up, so you're like, oh, crap, that's there. Oh, yeah. I mean, because yeah. we don't even need to talk about something self-closing. We just no. need
1: something that says, hey. Just illuminate and be like, hey, dick four, don't, don't hurt yourself. If You're already half asleep, so you're not walking well, as is. It's dark, and you're and, and the people in the house don't need to hear what creative obscenities come out of your mouth when you're 100% uh, surprised and dismayed.
2: Hey, Trent, because it's episode 281, I'm going to give you this. What's a dick for? <laughs> Just thought I'd give you that one. Thank you. Hey, Vector. Hey, Vector. I have a question. What's a dick for? <clears throat> I didn't get that. Well, that's why you don't uh, know what yeah, a dick for is. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all the cool and interesting stuff I have to talk about technology-wise about the new robot. Um, he, It's been interesting. It's been a learning experience seeing what he can do. But you really feel stupid in a way when you're sitting there. And and you just keep saying things like "Hey, Vector!" over and over, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. get him to do stuff. Because in some ways, you really do want him to kind of be intuitive about these things. You don't really want to have to have him come looking for you. Also, my desk isn't necessarily the smartest place to have him. Like right now, I've got my iPad set up between the the particular area of the decks and the and the deck and the a desk and the audio mixer to create an artificial barrier to isolate him just to that part of the desk. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than when I'm on a, a video conference for work, and then oh, geez, suddenly yeah. there's a robot rolling in the background. But you know what? It it this kind of thing, this stupid little robot. Uh, okay, let me rephrase, uh, Anki creators of Vector. I apologize once again. This this tiny little robot, though the things that he's doing, and I'm sure the things that they are learning from him, can eventually lead to a a more useful home robot. Now he I oh think, totally. I think they retail for probably 249. It's too bad that uh Ryan Connolly is on his way to the uh to the funhouse that he plays a vampire in to scare people. Uh the haunted Halloween thing he does. Cuz
1: he could tell us exactly what it.
2: Well, he's he's also uh he's uh, he was a smart home expert uh where he worked and now he is a proud member of the uh, of the Geek Squad. Uh um, Yes. So he may be able to tell us some of the more ins and outs. Because I know that you can find Vector like at Best Buy. Not a paid advertisement. Um, but that is one of the... You can find him through Amazon Best Buy. You can get him through the Anki website. But um, he retails for around $249. Um, I didn't pay that. And the uh, there are... Like I just saw... Because I have obviously been doing things with Vector. Like I Trent, I... As a 47-year-old man, I got no business doing unboxing videos. But I did one because yeah. of the robot, right? Yeah. Because, well, you know, it's it. look, it's not every day you bring home a robot or a robot gets delivered to you. So I figured, what right. the heck? Not to mention I'm, like, trying to fill time because I've discovered that I think just the process of podcasting is healthy for me because I'm expelling more toxins because I refuse to go out and exercise. So the talking helps with the exhale and the carbon uh, monoxide Yeah, coming it, it gets
1: you breathing, yeah.
2: Um, So I think that's healthy. So I started doing that. Plus I I get in in fits and rages of actually wanting to to actually make and distribute content. Um, Anyway, uh, so I I did that video. I don't even remember where I was going with this. I don't know what the point was. Um, But oh, because I did these things online. So now I've had I've got cookies tracing me with being interested somehow in robotics. Yesterday on Facebook, I saw an ad for another home robot that basically it looks a lot like those telepresence machines, but, telepresence. Oh, uh, okay. did you ever see the episode of Community where the prisoners uh, were getting educated at the college? Yes. So it, it's basically a, like a motorized uh, stand with an yes, iPad okay. on top. Yep. Yep. This is an ax uh, uh, a similar uh, process or machine. It's got an iPad device at the top uh, that's on a pivot tape head. And it's a personal robot kind of thing. You know, you could tell okay. it to answer a digital call and it could put the conference call on for you. You could make one. Those are all the things I saw it do. So, uh, you know, Vector, in a way, is kind of a, a low cost version of developing that technology for the future where we do eventually get like a home assistance robot, whether we're willing yeah. to attempt to cross the uncanny valley or not. You know, and, right. and one yeah. thing too that you haven't seen, I should hold them up for you since you don't get to really see anything, Trent, but. He's also got these little uh, eyes on him oh, that are very—they're very much like Eva's eyes from Wally, yeah. which I don't know if you've seen that one or not because it's a kids' movie. So.
1: Oh no, I've I've seen the Wally. I like the Wally.
2: Okay, so yeah, and and he does—he looks around and like right now he's probably trying to recognize your face. Is my—and this is by the way what Trent is seeing now. Everybody, I, I was showing you Trent's reaction, but this is <laughs> this is his little face. And uh, yeah, you, and typically uh, for a while there, he was getting. Oh, and by holding it up to the camera, you can see the little purple targeting laser right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's like his, a Cylon. <laughs> it's more in his chest. Um. Anyway, he uh before uh, he had one reaction to being picked up, which was getting really pissed off. Oh, now he's doing it there. So he's getting mad. Don't yep, yep, Don't make yep. your robot angry, everybody. Oh, there you go. You don't
1: like him when he's angry.
2: There you go. Tool around, little vector. Um. So I am kind of excited because it, it is showing that there are companies that are at least taking seriously, trying to develop these complex routines and subroutines in order to make a machine more functional in the real world. It's less yeah. oriented around one purpose and becoming more multi-purpose. You know, obviously, Vector's never going to go to the fridge and get me a beer. Vector is never, well, not that I drink anyway, bad example, but... You know, vector's not going to go out and check the mail for us, but you know, a future robot may be able to do that because it has learned enough about object recognition and commands and understands its geography and its perimeter.
1: What if? Oh, I'm just thinking of things I like. I I put off doing because not because it's hard, but it just I it's just a pain in the ass. I'd rather not do it. Like to have a robot that could open my mail for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right? Because oh. I, I freaking – I hate going through my mail. I'll let it stack up because m- mostly it's just a matter of like, oh, yep, just need to shred all this. Okay, done. You know what I mean? Because we live in a digital age, but that doesn't stop the, the, the bills no. from showing up in – anyway. Yeah, man. Like, if it, could, if it could do little tasks like that – Oh! Imagine
2: this. Imagine this. And by the way, I, I feel your pain. Uh, I used to hate getting the mail and opening the mail, and yeah, most of it gets tossed. But of all the stupid little pet peeves, uh, the part that uh, you know would annoy me the most would be the the actual opening of the letter. And yes. then, and then a few years ago, I got one of these little doodads, which is oh yeah. It's got it's a it's a little poker that's got a razor on the inside curve, so that way you just slip it through. Yeah. But imagine a robot being able to do that, and then also just uh, scan your mail, and then oh yes, and then give you the the information about your mail. Yeah, just
1: give me give, yeah give 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 me uh just go ahead and give me a memo if you would on that right, so that we all turn into the boss. And be Like. Mm. I'm gonna need you to check the mail on Saturday.
2: Yeah, but but you wouldn't have to do that because it's just a routine that you tagged in and yeah, it just knows yeah. to do it. Uh and that would actually be great. Because I know people that do that. They will, for all of their important mail and their bills that they still get in the mail, they'll actually scan them and then retain them that way and get rid of the physical copy altogether. Sorry, there's a robot staring at me. I'm getting creeped out. Um <laughs> So they're sizing you you up, man. Pretty much. Well, they claim that all the subroutines in there, he won't be part of the robotic uprising. But, you know, eventually it's not it's not about the robot that you need to worry about. It's about his security protocols, because if a a hostile machine learns how to make him aggressive. I mean, this little doodad, he can come for a pinky toe, at least. You know what I mean?
1: Or or he He turns into the coffee table at that point, right? So he's only going to show up when you're walking or stumbling around at night to use the bathroom and (sniffs) trips you, right? And then you crack your head right on the toilet, man. There's no more dangerous place in your home than the bathroom.
2: Uh, Well, that's what I've heard, statistically speaking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, then again, too, the other thing we have to remember is that when it comes to smaller devices, it's not about the the one. It's about the many. They could summon an army of vectors to just swarm your floor and trip you. And then yeah. their little actuator arms can. That, but that's it's supposed. Ant Man
1: has taught us anything, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. With the with the with the mobilization of the ants. By the way,
1: yeah.
2: Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, I don't know if it has dropped out on physical video. I think it's around the sixteenth, so it's probably this week. But it is on uh, a digital uh, available for home digital. And so I did watch it again and. There's a rule in writing, if we if we can talk about spoilers for a minute, because one yeah. thing that I, I love Google News about is in some ways that it, it tailors things for me, and in other ways, I don't, because um, every almost every single day, it seems to include in part of my news feed uh, information or speculation about Avengers 4, and I'm like, uh-huh. guys, can we just let a sleeping dog lay for now? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't really have to, because... All your, everybody is just speculating. It's like, oh, Loki's right. really alive because he went after Thanos with his left hand, and every time he's used his left hand, it was a projection of Loki. Uh, right. There were people that thought uh, Loki was posing as the Hulk, but that makes no sense because his ass got kicked and then he, Banner got sent back down. Yeah. Um. So anyway, everything's filled with speculation, but I was re-watching Ant-Man, and the post credit sequence... It points out the one thing that uh, makes me annoying to watch uh, movies with or TV okay. shows. And that's the fact that, uh, and I've, I've especially learned my lesson after watching The Good Place as well. You don't mention something or you don't show something. More to the point, you don't show a bomb without eventually having either a diffusion or, a, or an explosion. You know, yes. You don't show a shotgun without somebody pulling the trigger. Yes. Um, so you don't mention something when it doesn't matter, right? It's there's no right. reason for throwaway. Uh, when che- Chekhov's gun, right? Exactly and watching yeah. watching Ant-Man again because you know they they eventually connected up with the events of Avengers Infinity War where in the post-credit screen, spoilers oh. if you haven't seen it um, man such
1: a such a good post-credit scene
2: it really was because it served a function it brought some yep. comedy but then it was just heartbreaking in seeing that Ant-Man is trapped in the quantum realm cuz he goes in in order to get some healing quantum energy to help fix up Ghost yeah. and um Janet Van Dyne she mentions two things Be careful of the tardigrade fields. They're adorable, but they will eat you. Yeah. Okay. Makes perfect sense. And said, also, watch out for time vortexes, because if you go through that, we can't save you. Right. So, instantly, somehow, some way, time vortexes will come into play more than likely for Avengers 4, whether that's how and it could be that that and again now i'm getting into the same shit that pops up in my feed all the time on news <laughs> but but if you think about it there's one of, of many different ways one uh, like the smartest thing would have been if they're sending him into the quantum realm you know don't do anything without having a fail safe in place so you know if if anything right, goes yeah. wrong and we can't recall you you've got, within 5 minutes the system will recall
1: you yeah have 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 the the you know the Uh, virtual rope, right, tied around your waist so you can pull yourself back if you have to.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, right now, Vector is getting pissed off trying to lift his cube because it's in the way and he's not aligning right, and he's trying desperately to go back to his bed before he he runs out of energy. Let me just do him a favor and move the cube real quick so we can go back to concentrating. Um, So what we're going to see in some way, shape, or form, those come into play, whether that's how, and I think, one of the things that would be interesting from a narrative standpoint would be to have him maybe go through a time vortex and that's what gets him out of the quantum realm. Like somehow I don't know right. how a time vortex in the quantum realm would connect back to the physical world, but let's work with it here because right. I don't want to see the immediate aftermath of the snap. Cause what we saw in the post credit sequence for Ant-Man there was the first one, and then there's the second one, which is just a bleak, empty world with an ant playing the drums. Which, yeah, right. Which I'm sure it was meant to be comedic, but God, that was that was depressing. It was just sad, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I'd like to see is that it, him going through a time vortex, just providing us a time jump. It's like it's six months later, or it's twelve months later. Right. You know, and everybody has just had to deal with this being the new norm and then suddenly he shows up and that uh, is what helps somehow uh tony start working on a plausible solution i i well, hate to speculate
1: or i'm going to throw this out there okay we do know that the the miss or captain marvel movie is set in the past mhm um and uh didn't didn't we hear him say that ant-man is he's he's working with so and so on something
2: no i don't don't recall In
1: avengers i don't remember anyway my my speculation would be that the the uh, a time uh vortex takes them to miss marvel um and that's the impetus for being warned and saying we need your help in the future and then they find another time vortex to come back through
2: well i i don't worry about captain marvel because you know the the ancient uh pager that uh, ancient 20 years ago just like play tv yeah the pager yeah um (laughs) what's his name nick fury ends up firing that off so that's what's going to bring captain marvel back it's just kind of like like whatever whatever decision she makes at the end of that movie to go somewhere else it's right. like here's a fail safe so if the s really if the shirt really hits the fan you can call me back um i just think that uh it, well you know my other question in seeing that post credit so i'm sorry to nerd out but if scott automatically already used one of the growing dicks disks growing discs... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love these trays, buddy, don't you? Uh, and Ugh. and one little slip of the tray makes yeah. Trent die.
1: Yeah. Chekhov's gun meets Freudian slip.
2: Right. Oh man. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was saying though is, uh, he already did something in the past in order to get himself out of the quantum realm. You know, he's he he popped open the regulator, threw the growth disc in, and ended up getting himself out of the quantum realm. Um, But then again, I guess one of the things they set up in this movie is he changed the way the regulators worked. So maybe that's the reason why that won't work again. You know, again, there's a lot of things that they put in that sometimes everything kind of has a reason. You know, uh, they they changed the way the regulators work. So they needed the old tech, which is the impetus for them having the comedic scene of him going to the school to get the trophy. You know, because really, that's. That was just a good palate cleanser in the story. It
1: totally was, yeah. Uh,
2: it really didn't provide any other, and and it it provides the the comedic actions in the future for him using the newer suit that's not quite finished yet, right? But, you know, so there's a lot of things in play. So I understand that, and that's the reason why we shouldn't overthink this shit like we're doing right now.
1: Yeah, it's fun. No, it's not,
2: Trent. It's driving <laughs> me insane. It drives me absolutely mental. Here, I'm trying to adjust your shot a little bit here. To There we go. Now we don't have to look at those settings. Right about there. Now you, you look good. You're looking good, yeah. buddy. I, I just made you look better than you are.
1: Thanks. Uh, Thanks, man. Not really.
2: Um. Anyway, so, uh, so that's kind of what's been going on with me. I've been enjoying that. The Good Place is back. I don't know. Oh, yes. I, I've, your,
1: I've stayed up on it, yeah.
2: Oh you have. That's interesting. Yeah. Um I uh, actually you know what though we've heard me talk about a lot of crap for a lot of minutes here. What's going on in your world? Anything you want to share? What you want to talk about? I know actually you recently had uh, it, one or two great articles on smodcast.com that I don't think we've yeah. even made mention of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh yes, I've had some some stuff on smodcast.com. Uh the uh talking about Kevin's uh secret uh project which we know is a series uh and then also (laughs) and that's
2: uh, all we know
1: it's a tv series yeah uh and it's with a big major studio um but but with a small development team and he's he's quote being more well i don't know if it's quote but, but he feels like he's being more creative than he's been in a long time so that's good um and then oh yeah the other thing man if you're a comic book fan go go just like as as far as like the industry goes go listen to his uh smodcast with robert kirkman because holy crap man like like for someone who's always been on the peripheral edges of uh the comic book industry um it's it's very interesting to see how robert kirkman um became the the image poster child that he is image comics um and how different his uh avenue or his his uh, on-ramp into the success of of comic book writing is than virtually anyone else it's very interesting really good Um, but uh, what I what uh, I had surgery on my nose on Monday they uh, apparently my my septum was was pushed over on one. it was like it made an S so pushed over on one side and then over on the other side and then my turbinates were super swollen so they had to reduce those um, wait so you, I've wait, just, you,
2: you got turbinators?
1: Yeah, I've got the terminator uh and pillow pants, who's my nose <laughs> my nose troll. <laughs> no, wait, uh, what, what's it, did
2: you just say turbinators? Turbinate. Turbinate. What is that? Turbinate. What what is that? Uh
1: so they're 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 kind of like a, a flap like a, a, a flap of a flap of uh skin that's inside your nose. Um, that work that's on a hinge that keeps things from like getting sucked up in there, but mine have swollen up so much that like air can't even go up anymore.
2: Have they determined how this these uh this damage occurred?
1: uh, you know, I didn't ask.
2: so uh what is so what's the end goal here? Have you been having uh, what was the impetus? Have you been having problems breathing? yeah what what yes. led to this?
1: Yeah, so uh, so like i'm I am like a horrifically loud snorer um and uh I, I just kind of like process of elimination um there there are times when i wake up and my uvula is so swollen that it's like dangling down in my throat um and that was that was the the actual impetus of like going in and, and then the doctor looking at my nose and being like oh well you're not getting any air into your into your head uh so i, d- I did like a year of just like um nasocort steroid spray which apparently like he knew wasn't going to work, but for the insurance to cover it, you have to try like something before you can do the surgery and then say, well, we've already tried it for a year and it didn't help. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Uh, so right now I've got like stitches in my nose and the, there's like some, some carterization. So it's kind of plugged up still right now, but, uh, Oh dude, freaking, uh, they, they put two splints in my nose, uh, after the, the surgery did to keep the septum straight. um, dude they were like uh they were kind of like an oblong shape and they were kind of rubbery uh and they were four inches long on each and and i had one in each side of my head uh and like when you go in to like get your nose cleaned or pull this the splints out and stuff you just sit there and this dude just kind of looks at you uh, and puts uh, tweezers into your nose. And you think you think that your nose goes up, but it doesn't. It goes back and it goes straight back into your head. Uh, and so he just grabbed this freaking splint and pulled and pulled and pulled pop. It comes out. Uh, and then he did the other one. Um, and it's weird because it's your nose. So I've just got like tears running down, you know, anytime you get like hit in the nose or whatever. Um, and then fast forward to yesterday when I had a, he, he cleans it out every few days. Uh, he used a, like essentially the the same thing that the doctor uses to suck all the spit out of your mouth when you're, <laughs> oh, at the God. Dentist. He used that to clean out the inside of, of like my nose. Whole dude the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever been conscious for. Like, so, and, and you're sitting there in this, ch- just like a regular stool and he's like sucking into your nose and I'm just sitting here squeezing my own hands. Like, Oh my God, this hurts and it's uncomfortable. And you just feel all this pressure being sucked into like one side of your nose. Ugh. that being said. Yeah. Uh, apparently, according to my roommate, uh, I'm a much quieter sleeper already. Wow. Um,
2: so that is, first of all, uh, m- my feelings go out to you because um, I know what it's like when you have a, what I would call horrible, uh, fresh wound, and then they do things around it. Uh, oh, it's the worst. Like uh, after they extracted this tooth to get uh, the roots out of the way of the other roots and get everything staged and ready, not to make it all about me, but I always do. Um <laughs> They, I had a regularly scheduled cleaning as well, so they're like, okay, yeah. we'll clean it because we're going to take a mold anyway. It'll be perfect. But then, you know, they, they use like an air gun, a little tiny air blaster to try and dry areas out. Yeah. And the minute they hit that thing, it's oh. like I, it, it took, first of all, I did a whole body jerk. And then yeah. it was everything to just like not knock away what's right, doing Yeah, it.
1: it's, it's involuntary like to, to slap someone's hand away.
2: Yeah, so that's uncomfortable. And I can't even fathom... Explain to me how a four inch four inch splint was in place in your nose. Where did, where did the four inches go? Where did it start? Where did it
1: end? So think about this. Like like put your tongue in the back of your throat and feel where like the air comes back, right? That's not that's not up. That's like straight back. Oh, okay. And so that's essentially like your nose it doesn't go up. It just goes straight back. Um and so like anytime he gets into my nose, he just lifts up my nostril, just like two millimeters up and then just goes right in
2: interesting and and you've been uh you're healing during that time so there is still a little swelling so it's good to hear that the um the uh healing has uh you're swollen but but the sw- the snoring has still gone down so it's good to yeah. hear that you're already seeing benefits
1: totally yeah my, my old man had a septoplasty in the in the late 70s And and he's always talked about what a miserable experience it was for him. He gave him two black eyes and just he was he was stuffed up for for months. And like my eyes got a little swollen, but they definitely didn't turn black or anything. I'm still able to wear my glasses, you know. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's it could have been way worse.
2: So. So then what you're saying is the four inches just kind of goes back kind of almost along the parallel to the palette.
1: Exactly, and yep. just
2: shy of the brain, so it didn't yep. go into your brain pan.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, most most of the time, my brain is uh, affected by four inches, but this time I don't think it was.
2: <laughs> at least, at least those four inches weren't calling the shot this time. <laughs> this time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, penile joke. Um, well, I'm I'm glad to hear you got through that, okay, man, because I know that it was coming up, but I didn't know when it was happening. Um, and also, I'm sorry to hear that you got caught into what I call the unnecessary uh, procedural steps that are required. It's like, okay, in the end, this is the treatment you're going to need. However, the right. insurance is going to automatically decline it if we don't attempt this protocol first.
1: First, right? Yep.
2: It's like, okay, so I'll just con- and you know, given everything that you've said, I-, I can see certain parallels to to the problems I had to go through with sleep apnea because uh, just like. Uh, hit tell me if i'm right or wrong on any of these items okay? okay um uh you wake up in the morning feeling like you didn't sleep yes uh you spend the day uh having cognitive issues and potentially being in what i like to call a fog or a yep. perceptive curtain totally. uh yep. makes it difficult to concentrate problem solving's impaired yep. uh and uh and also it, it can lead to uh, just bouts of depression because your energy is always so low uh, yep. you're, it, it, for me, it was depression on two f- uh, fronts because one, uh, I always had problem maintaining my weight because I was using food as supplemental energy
1: energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Which caused me to grow. And then there's also just the constant low energy cycle makes you feel yep. like I'm just a sloth. I'm not worth and, it. And, yeah,
1: and, and, and you know, you're capable of more, but, but you feel like you're underperforming. And so that adds to the, to the depression and the anxiety as well. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'm right then. So it, it sounds like there's a lot of parallels there. So I imagine, uh, and and also, too, the one thing that I really didn't like is there was the occasional, what I used to refer to as marathon sleeping, where you oh. would, you sleep for a whole night, and then, like, at some point, I, I would make the determination, I just, I'm not going to, like, it, and that could be as simple as I woke up at 8, and now it's 11 o'clock, and just tell I got to go lay back down, and next thing you know, it's like 6 or 7 at night. Yep
1: or more maybe you're in the next day so and then your circadian rhythms get all all screwed up that way too it's interesting too because i guess for someone that has this surgery and does have uh sleep apnea uh you're you have to stay the night in the hospital to make sure you don't die
2: well that's reassuring (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness uh oh so so you is that what you did you you like no
1: no i was i was just an outpatient surgery i was i was home by that uh that afternoon but um yeah so hopefully so this so so long story short uh i i still need to have a sleep test to see if i have sleep apnea because i am at high risk having uh uh being overweight and having a thick neck and and this that and the other but even even if i do have uh sleep apnea this surgery would have had to have come first, so that I could actually intake the air correctly. Otherwise, okay. the CPAP machine would ju- wouldn't still wouldn't be able to do as uh, what it what it was designed to do because the airflow is being stopped in my nose.
2: Right, because uh, unlike me, uh, which I do by the way, I get to pretend. I prepare the mask I have covers this region right here. Yeah. So I like to jokingly tell my wife at night when I go to sleep, I, pre- I pretend I'm a fighter pilot because you know pilots have the same. <laughs> If you have seen Top Gun, you know before yeah, Pennington pops you're, that,
1: you're, re- you're reliving the goose scene over and over. Oh, well, I hope, not, I hope not that Aww. one. Wow, you're just you're a dark you're individual nightmares. sometimes, really.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for me though, that's just a nasal passage. So, well, and my in this case, it's getting both uh, intake valves, if you will, and it uses positive air pressure to keep things up. But if I had part of me f- like curling down and causing Locking a blockage it. yeah that could swell up and then it wouldn't do any i don't know what this is that i'm doing right here it's
1: it's that's your terminal
2: okay there we go yeah uh and the flight arrives in terminal two um yes there exactly go. Yeah, a one yeah. in terminal two um <laughs> Wow, man. Uh, seriously, that is a, 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 I gotta be honest, that is a very difficult and horrific journey you've been through so far, uh, and I hope that it 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 continues to be an improvement. I, I hope you're already seeing some uh, benefits in your rest now, like you're at least coming away a bit more rested.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. I mean, even even like... It, it's crazy even with the so right after the surgery it hadn't swollen a whole lot yet and and I had the the splints in but I like right after the surgery I was like whoa I I can actually breathe now I've, I've got mucus and and blood and stuff in there now but like directly after the surgery I noticed a huge difference in 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 uh the just in the breaths I was able to draw
2: well that's good to hear man that is really yeah. really good to hear uh especially since uh it's like I said, it, it, when when and I'm sure anyone with a chronic condition who's like, oh, you you wimps, but it's true. Yeah. Anytime you have anything that impairs you or slows you down in any way that you didn't originally institute yourself, you know, it's like it's, right. when you're at the, I guess I, what I'm saying is when you're at the mercy of your body and it's ailments yeah. and everything else, it's a major drain on you. It really is. And oh. then it's no matter what, it—a back pain, shoulder pain, wrist pain, yep. any type of chronic pain, any chronic condition – I, I've, with the things I've gone through and thankfully they haven't been major challenges in life, but even with those, it does make me appreciate these things, you know, multiple car accidents. Now I've, I've gone through a lot of rehabilitative uh, issues with back pain. Um, even when we were in Disneyland, this is the stupidest thing of all. Um, but I had something wrong with my foot and that was just a matter of, uh, I had one Disneyland trip that got ruined because I had Supreme back pain from, auto accident and this was the makeup trip to my family where everything's going to go right and and every step I took was setting off a pain nerve cluster in the heel of my left foot
1: that probably just drove right up into the back of your skull your whole well, body
2: and with each step I took I was actually driving the problem even more so it's I know wonderful tech talk right everybody but but the whole point is though that it at that point it didn't matter I, I knew I was at the at the slave of, of my issue but I it this particular one wasn't hindering me it, it, and it was just a matter of look bite the bullet don't don't take it out right. of the family and but still, even that, it's like at the end, of, at one point, you're like, I got to get some Advil in me or or, or I am going to explode. Or bad things are going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so I'm glad to hear that, man, because uh, hopefully that means uh, we'll hear more of uh, of you here or at least just cool. in general in, in life. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't mean to make it all about me, but, you know, it's, I yeah. enjoy talking to you. I enjoy doing this with you. So uh, the yeah, more absolutely. we do it, the more it's just like in a marriage. The more we do it, the happier I am. <laughs> yes right anyway yes um, so what else is going on in the world when it comes to technology uh, it, like I don't know if you caught this a few weeks ago uh, the people at Amazon made a lot of, uh, of new announcements uh, about devices they're coming out with and one of them piqued my interest a lot uh, and that was did you hear about the, uh, the basically like the the fire DVR or the Alexa DVR I can't remember what they no. called it yeah so so here's what it is. This is genius. It's a box that sits on your computer network, okay? So like it just sits on your home Wi-Fi. Okay. Comes with an HD antenna. You tell it the the, the TVs you TV shows you want to record and it will DVR them for you. And then it can stream it to like your Fire TV or or your more advanced uh, Amazon Video device or what have you
1: smart TV or whatever, yeah. But
2: the genius of it is, it's not like you have to hook up the H because and it's you it's recording that based off of the free HD television that's available in your area, Trent. So
1: oh, hence the antenna,
2: right? So it, okay. it's okay. It's, it's working with the free air stuff, but even better, and this is the part I love when you're watching it because I'm i don't know if i mentioned it on the program or not but uh, we have uh, we have quote unquote cut the the cable yeah as in congrats by the way yeah as in xfinity we don't have cable but we do get direct tv now for streaming local uh or for premium channels and all the like yeah all i've done is i've eliminated all i we're utilizing uh, i'm sorry i'm all over the map here but like case in point every morning after the airing of this is us on nbc is when my wife would watch this is us because she's i'm in here in my office working the kids are at school she's got the room to herself to enjoy her stories right that's the best way to put it um and every time she would do that she would do it dvr'd off of cable and she would have to skip the commercials. i've had a hulu premium account for who knows how long you know it's one of those things it's just like you forget about until you're like looking i need to cut some costs why are we paying for this yeah um And so now, though, she watches it the next day on on the Hulu Plus the same way that that she would, but no commercials now. She doesn't have to do the skipping. Oh,
1: yep. It's so nice.
2: I'll watch The Good Place live on NBC, and the next day I will watch it commercial-free on Hulu. It's great. But the problem with those is you're downloading still. You're streaming into your your thing. You're hitting your your ad. If you have a network cap. Yep. Yep. You're adding to your traffic. So the beautiful thing about this HD DVR that, that they're putting out is it's just streaming on your internal network. You're not downloading anything. So you're recording right. the shows you want to record, and you're not going to be worrying, like if you're with Xfinity, you're not going to be worrying about hitting that one terabyte cap, right? Right. Uh, my first month as, a, as being unplugged, it told oh, me yeah. you've, uh, you're using one of your three free months of exceeding yep. your cap.
1: You go. Yep. Happened
2: to me, man. Now, what happened, have have you, did you have to upgrade your account, or did yes. you, so that you just yeah. ended up going with the limitless, because what yep. have you. Yeah, yep. I don't know which one I have right now, I'll have to look at that package when I get, I think I right now have the high speed package, which, that's at 70 a month, it doesn't matter, even considering I was paying for all these services, I have cut my, my bill down to one third of what it used to be. To Right, oh yeah, dude. And, and, yeah. and, and honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, bro. I, not anymore. Right, yeah. You know, I'm very selective. So it's like uh better call. Saul is done. So that's one less show I'm watching a week. And, and for the longest time now, like the shows on HBO, I've been watching on HBO go anyway. So I'm kind of, anyway, the whole point is the HD DVR from Amazon. I think that is one of the most exciting products they announced because it gives you the ability to use the free over the air stuff and get away from from streaming per se the content you want uh yeah. i'm 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 sort of considering that one sort of not i don't know yet uh the other cool thing that i put in for on uh, to be part of the promo is uh thanks greg uh, greg Sully on uh, on um facebook letting me know i'm looking good hey oh yeah yeah how's it going there um uh, the second thing they have is they're, they're talking about an in-car Amazon Alexa add-in device. And cancel. She's trying to listen to what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. Alexa, yeah. Just go online and look at it. I can't remember any of the information about it. Because I seriously would love to just have that in. If you've, uh, Trent, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Uh, For your birthday, I sent you an, an Echo Dot. Yeah, baby. Is it hooked up yet?
1: I haven't hooked it up yet.
2: Okay, that's what I I, I can't give you grief. For the longest time, I had the Fire TV that I ordered on, like, Prime Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was there for three months until I finally took it out of the box when I'm like, wait, I can actually save money by going the streaming route and looking into <laughs> that. Yeah. So, so I don't blame you. I, I would challenge you to do that today, though, because it's just a matter of an app and, and that, and then you can start having some fun. Like, uh, one of the coolest things I love, especially when you have a kid, if I'm in the kitchen cooking... Because I have the Logitech remote, first of all, I can tell my Echo to turn on the Fire uh, TV. Yes, yeah. Once the Fire TV is on, though, because I've got a dot, I can tell it. I can just simply say, you know, the the activate word, uh, watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and it'll automatically pull it from my Prime Video Library and start playing it on the TV. yeah. And you could do the same thing. And some apps are enabled. Like, you could even, like, let's say you, you stumble into the room, you're half cognizant, you got the TV turned on, it's up there, and you could just tell it to search Hulu for The Good Place. And it'll pull up The Good Place for yeah. you. Yeah. Just like that. Trent, you gotta hook it up, man. Yeah. Oh, here's one that I did the other day. You've got a, Do you have a Spotify Premium account? Oh, yeah. And let's say one like one of Trent's big picks, and yes, I listened to this week, and oh my God, what a bumping soundtrack! The Rick and Morty soundtrack is available oh, on Spotify. Yes, so good. You could tell if you hook up your Spotify account, you can tell it, hey, Alexa, you know, Spotify yeah. Rick and Morty soundtrack, and it'll just start playing it. So you can and you can hook that Echo Dot up to your stereo system or your PC speakers alike for bigger and broader sound. Yeah, it's really made for that. You just need the patch cable. So, uh, so if you're just in the mood and you want to have that playing, dude, you can just vocal it up, just like that. Yeah. So, I, I, at this point now, I think in order, to, uh, here's what I have to do. I think for Christmas, I'm going to have to send you the Logitech Harmony Hub that is a re- the remote control <laughs> well, to control everything.
1: Well, I, 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 would say wait on that because I think my my TV is old enough uh, that I'm going to need a, a a TV upgrade, <laughs> and then because I was actually looking into like different. Um, HDMI CEC controls, and I think my computer, my TV is old enough that it doesn't have that as an option for some of the remotes that that run through HDMI. Oh no no Um, no no! no.
2: That's not how the Logitech Hub remote remote. That's not how it works. All you do is you tell it the devices you have, and as long as they were in uh, infrared, not radio signal remote controls, not RF, but IR. Yeah yeah yeah. R F I R I D R E S P E C T. I don't know. Um, Find out
1: what it means to me
2: i hope to one day um <laughs> it does that with the uh, with the infrared command so you you just tell it what devices you have and then it has the ability to record them so it doesn't matter what tv you have trent so yeah, yeah, i yeah. can send you this and it would still work and then the beauty is you can stumble in the room and you can say you know turn on fire tv it'll turn on if you have a surround sound processor it'll turn that on if it'll turn on your tv and it'll activate the fire tv card everything man just like yeah. that um, and so I think if I gift you that, that'll, if you, if you have not by Christmas finally hooked up the Echo Dot, one, damn dude, two, yeah. you know, maybe that'll be the, uh, the instigator for you. Uh, personally speaking, uh, I, I, I probably love them more than I should. Uh, but I really do. You know what? Growing up from the Star Trek generation, we, I loved the concept of talking to a computer and I still do. So I'm totally. just. I'm well, never going to stop the
1: T and G generation, right? I guess so. Well, no, because because even in
2: in in the original Star Trek, they would talk to the computer. Do they? Even in the original series, yeah, man. I
1: thought they had to like print stuff out.
2: No, I'm sure it may have, they may have required a button, but you know we've gone well beyond that.
1: Yeah, true, true. We've vol- we've gone boldly where no man has gone before. Yeah.
2: By the way, Trent, uh, switching gears a little bit. Um, because, you know, nobody wants to hear about the Echo stuff. But uh, I read in the news the other day that uh, apparently, and and this kind of bums me out because I just worked my way through it. And I, I'm sad that I had to say I did it that way. But I took your advice. I wasn't playing video games, but I was doing other things while watching uh, Marvel's Iron Fist Season 2 on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is just a show that, let me put it this way, man. Every other time, I'm looking at the screen across the span of four different episodes. It's always somebody holed up in in Iron Fist's house, hiding or waiting to go do something, or for waiting for somebody else to do something.
1: Yeah, yep.
2: And uh, it was a, it was a rough watch, is what I'm saying. And apparently, Netflix got the message because whatever the data analytics they pull on, they've pulled the plug on it. But I'm not really surprised with on in yeah Iron Fist three will not happen. Iron yeah, fist season i'm okay three, that though but here is the uh here's the other thing to remember though that uh all of those shows are produced by abc studios which is owned by disney correct and oh yeah you see where i'm going with this already right what do we are, know that's coming
1: yep the two is it is it 2019 or 2020 they're releasing their own streaming service yes
2: disney will be releasing yeah. their own streaming service so it could be that iron fist return will be a part of that or they'll just bring him into the other shows. Who knows? I yeah, don't... I mean,
1: the, the Defenders was markedly better than Iron Fist.
2: Yeah, it 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 was. I like I could sit and watch the entire Defenders series. They really do need to work away from the concept. And this is what I learned about the Good Place listening to the podcast. You know, because for the longest time I'm like, why can't we get more than thirteen episodes? Kristen Stewart being a mom is so important to her. Kristen Bell. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, not the yeah. not the dour bisexual one. The, yeah, the the yeah. bright and sprightly yeah. one. Um,
0: the,
1: the Dak uh wife one. Better half.
2: Um, Kristen Bell's contract for the Good Place stipulates that she will only do a maximum of sixteen episodes a year, so that ah. so the, the series will never be beyond that. Sure. Um, but but at the same time, that's one of the things that I think they need to move away from in these streaming bingeable concepts is it should be less about quantity and it should just focus on quality that's I where i couldn't it... agree with you more
1: yeah like like uh, uh, and granted you know a good place is a little different but if if you're debuting on a streaming service you don't have to be held hostage to the 22 minutes model right um because there aren't commercials uh, and if you need uh, if you need forty five minutes to tell this one uh, chapter of the story, then take forty five minutes. If you need nineteen minutes to tell this chapter of the story, then you take nineteen. I, uh, yeah, I, I, we're we're in a, a a place where we don't necessarily need to be, you know, the the delivery uh, no longer needs to trump uh, the the content. No, or and, dictate the content.
2: Yeah, and it, and in these models it shouldn't. It really shouldn't, right. you know? If totally. you yeah, if you need 36 minutes for this particular chapter, if you need 45 for the next, what have you? And that's one of the things that other channels we've kind of seen do. Uh I guess the best way to put it is is if you like look at the few final seasons of Sons of Anarchy, they yes. they contractually did have to have an episode limit but they decided you know what our story is too big to fit in there and they got the network to acquiesce and give them like an additional uh, for, uh 25 or 30 minutes per episode yeah. to tell the story they were trying to tell which yeah. is exactly what you want you want to yep. you want you want it to all be in service of the story not the commitment because I mean, like, and, and almost every one of the Marvel series on Netflix has had this problem for me. There's always some point where it seems like people are just sitting somewhere doing nothing while yep. other people are doing a little bit of something, and it's not really moving things along very much.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I wholly agree. Um. Uh. The, the and, and to play devil's advocate and throw a wrench into everything is BoJack Horseman, right, who... Uh, got picked up for syndication on comedy Central a Netflix original series is now been picked up into syndication on network cable so it's 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 like yes tell your own story but if you happen to meet all the criteria for syndication at the same time uh
2: well yeah and I I do see your point there uh that is true because the idea should be create once distribute many um, right because that way you're saving your time but actually that's another thing too look folks I- i'm sorry i keep uh, for lack of a better term blown the good place uh in front of you but
1: Aww.
2: here I-, I will tell you that if you enjoy the show uh, an excellent enhancement to the experience is definitely the good place podcast hosted by mark evan jackson because you get so much inside information and so much perspective on how they make the show and the things they do make to make this show it, it makes it that much more interesting I learned that on Netflix, for example, uh, or maybe some of the other distribution channels, but uh, but definitely or potentially in Netflix, they are technically not necessarily the NBC aired versions of the episode. They might be a slightly longer. They may have just a little bit of extra content that they 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 cut to make the network cut. But they're like, oh, but we could save that for like the streaming version. And they'll do that. They'll include the – x. Ex- sorry, I cut to you there. Uh, they'll do the extra content in that. So you are getting a little bit more of a show. So uh, it, it is – it's an interesting time to be in television, I think. And and one thing I will keep beating this drum on until somebody finally listens. NBC has learned something interesting about programming, at least on Saturday night, which I'm assuming is one of the deadest nights on television. Yeah. Because uh, if you haven't noticed here on the West Coast, folks – you can watch Saturday Night Live at 30 at night now because we're getting the same broadcast that is get going live right. to New York. And it really makes me wish that we would abandon the concept uh, of this primetime airing thing right. for some of these channels. Now, I understand, though, that uh, there are other impacts there. Uh, like network news is a very important thing uh, for local channels. That's where they make the bulk of their advertising is in the commercial right. breaks for the news and I know people need to watch the news sometime and that's where this model wouldn't fit in but I would really love because I'm telling you there, there there, are more network savvy people out there and I don't mean TV network I mean like internet network to where they will find a way to watch your content and not the way you want them to totally, because they want to watch it on their schedule one yep. they're trained from streaming to do that and and they're also uh you know they don't want to wait to consume there are some people that i guess they're the uh fomo people the fear of missing out they don't want yeah like uh, like the other day i i actually had to put down twitter because i i was watching i was looking i was just looking to read twitter knowing i had to wait for the good place to come on at 8 30 if i wanted to watch it and i just saw someone say something about the episode and i'm like Crap! Well, now I yep. know something, and I didn't really want. to It wasn't impactful to the story. I just knew that. Look, I'll spoil it in the end of the last three episode, minutes of the episode, something happens, and I knew that something would be happening. So now I'm sitting that entire You're episode, to- yeah. exactly, and, and that's not benefiting anybody, especially. Yeah, it's all about me, right? I'll
1: tell you one thing that's really cool. Um, uh, uh, so uh, an another subscription service I have is to. Um, MotoGP, and so it's it's the the motor the motorcycle racing, um, and and I can watch it live if I want to. I can watch all the practices live, this that and the other. Um, but it's it's usually in Europe or in Asia or South America, um, and so when I log on to the website, they have an option to turn spoilers off, so I can log in and it won't show me all the news headlines right at the top of who won what. Um, so i can log in go to the videos and watch the races completely spoiler free and that's just a setting within the website it's freaking brilliant it makes so much sense i wish that there was a a way you could uh change your your google settings of like don't show me spoilers for um uh this that and the other
2: oh very nice Dude, that that actually is kind of cool and I, I like uh, also I think you ingest uh the modern world of wrestling through the online perspective as well so I it would I'm sure it would be nice for those things to, to lay in wait as well to be able to oh, lay that information yeah.
1: yeah for sure I mean yeah I I'm not upset when something you know is spoiled but it's 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 fun to be surprised yeah definitely
2: I mean at least it's fun to experience those moments the same way other people do. Sort of totally.
1: I'll just yeah. As long from, as from my from my home in yeah. Utah.
2: Be- because we've gone so like TV centric. I will say too. One of the things that happened, and, and I promise this will be the wrap up one. Especially if you're like me, I got a wiener dog that's pacing around the office right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I went through last weekend, Trent, I was so excited because I'm like, oh look at this. Uh, Sunday it was the premiere of Doctor Who, the new Doctor Who with Jodie right. Whittaker yeah, yeah. as the Doctor. And it's like, oh, they're simulcasting it around the world at the same time. Awesome. I'll finally watch, and I'm tipping my hand here, I'll finally watch it on BBC America because, like, when the 50th anniversary special aired, there were no commercials. Oh, nice. So I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. Dude, there were commercials. And, And let me tell you something. I don't know how people watch Doctor Who on BBC America it was not made, nor was it cut, nor was it edited to ever have commercials in it. Because BBC America is basically like the publicly funded network. Right, so advertising yeah. doesn't come into play in Britain.
1: But for BBC America...
2: It's a for-profit channel. It's, so, a, it's
1: a cable channel,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, and I gotta tell you, man, I just it it is so disruptive for me. It actually altered my experience. Not because I was pissed off about the commercials... But there were so many commercials, like Denise's comment, because she was in the room watching it with me, sort of, uh, she was in the room anyway, She her comment was, this is so boring, I don't think I like the new Doctor. And I almost had to agree with her, until I you watched, watched the, it the way yeah. that people saw it in the BBC, at which point it was a much more engaging story, because it was, sure. I was traversing it the way they intended, and I was going through the momentum as it would be good, Um. And holy moly, man! It was just—it was a totally different experience. And I got to say, I—I um, I don't. My wife, it technically hasn't been uh, very uh, receptive of a new doctor since Matt Smith. Um, and I know some people are the same way about Tennant, but I have to say that Jodie Whittaker's take on the doctor, I have have in this first episode anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought yeah. that. You know, it's always weird with that first episode because they're fresh off the regeneration train. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're,
1: yep, yeah, totally. And and you're trying to see, like, how's the continuity uh, gap bridged between these two actors?
2: Yeah. And well, in that one, actually, like, after Capaldi became Whitaker, uh, there was a whole scene. And once again, for some reason, the TARDIS is explo- exploding and throwing the doctor out. And we see the doctor falling to earth. And, dude, they didn't even hide it. It wasn't like, oh, he got, she got rescued this way. The TARDIS showed up and helped her back down. No, she just straight up fell into, like, one scene of the episode. That's how the Doctor was introduced, falling from that great height down to something, at yeah. which point, you know, you're like, well, basically the Doctor is a space wizard, so it's okay. Right,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't know the answer, a wizard did it.
2: Exactly. All right, Trent, Uh, this is the final moment of the program because we always have to do this. And I I have to say this because, um, not because I want to. I know you want me to say it because I want to, Trent. Um, But I have to say it because now is the time if you're going to act. If you're not going to act, then you don't need to listen to the words I'm about to say. But I will tell you, it's important to act now because uh, the 19th of the month is quickly coming upon us, and that means that uh, the Loot Crate is going to be timing out on you. Uh, oh, you're not, buddy. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get the Loot Crate anymore, and, and we know you want to get the, uh, the Loot Crate. Uh, this month's uh, theme is Cursed. It's got items featured from... Well, I know at least from Gremlins, although I don't really view them as being uh, cursed. Uh, there's, I, a... do, I
1: do. Well, the the curse of the Gremlin, right? Like, I guess of the Mogwai, yeah. Uh,
2: and something from Joe, like Joe
1: Dante, one of my favorite directors.
2: There you go. Uh, and something from, um, I think, American Horror Story, which is a big uh, thing for the kiddies. But I, uh, I put off, as always, Trent. I do this every time. I put off opening my loot crate until I'm with you. So this is September's crate that we're about to go through. Yeah. Uh, and let me hear you. Now, we, now we've got the picture in picture. You can see it and the people can see it. We we have the height of technology here. Uh, although I am not the microphone that you are uh, talking into like people want it. So the important thing to remember about loot crate, you always get a pin, you always get a t-shirt, and then there's other items. So uh, this m- last month's crate, No, uh, once again, I don't know what the theme is. Uh, but I can definitely tell you that maybe it was Alien, because I see an alien on the inside of the box. Looks like a Venom t-shirt.
1: Ooh. Right? Oh, it is Venom, yeah.
2: The uh, the Rick and Morty portal gun t-shirt I'm wearing I got from Loot Crate. Yeah, almost every episode of uh, NetHeads, the t-shirt I'm wearing came from Loot Crate. Or Trent's Closet, don't ask.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, we've got an adult collectible, uh, not a toy, and also not Dildonic. Chill out. Yeah, sure, right. Uh, I don't know what it is though. Is it a figure or something? It says out for a walk, and there's an alien walking a face hugger with its and its urinating oh, nice. acid onto a. Uh, uh, but I know what's in there. And like when I did the b- unboxing video for the robot, I had already cut open all these stupid safety seals so I could just open the box. Yeah, yeah. Much in the same way that uh, in Elf, you have to open up that Pop-Tart container. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a standing figure thing of that, that scene I showed you. That's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, what else we got in here? What else we got? We got the t-shirt. We got that. What is this? I don't know. It's a piece of camouflage in a bag. This is not a very good description item. Let's see what we got here. It is a predator bandana.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I ain't got time
2: to bleed. He dug in there deeper than an Alabama tick.
1: Okay, this stuff I, will make you a sexual tyrannosaur.
2: Okay, so how is it a predator one though? Is it the? Is so it, it's the predator is on the oh, top. Oh, he's on it. He's on the yeah, pattern. Yeah, okay. he's right there.
1: Yeah. Now I and get so, it. And so, yeah, and and he's part of the of the camouflage the camouflage because he himself can camouflage. Yeah.
2: There you go. Thank you for explaining it for me, like I'm a dummy. Um. Oh, here we go. A little something for the X Files people out there. It's an uh, a little tiny X Files notebook. So you could, you know, and see the truth is, I want believe. to believe. Yes. yes. And lastly, of course, the loot pin. And actually, this one's kind of cool. It's an alien facehugger loot pin. So nice. Yeah. Lapel pins are big. I don't know if you noticed, like in one of his, uh, in a lot I of know. his later shots, like Kevin even has his. Uh, yeah, he's, his... he's
1: got the, the smoking red skin, uh, uh version. Yeah. Or red Hawks.
2: The Black Hawks?
1: Black. Some, one can, of can, them. Can, can we say that?
2: Yeah, it's okay, man. Uh, anyway, don't forget you can go to netheadsonair.com. Oh, yeah, you can. Go, well, I don't know what you thought I said. Just uh, shh, now, now, I, this is the point where we don't talk about it anymore, dude. Blackhawks. Yeah, I thought. Oh, you so, the, no. There was no C involved. Um, uh, don't forget, uh, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. to sign up for Loot Crate. Go to netheadsonair.com. Get a discount on your crate. Uh, take advantage of it, I gotta tell you, it's it's like all of the fun things in my office. All the shit you see behind me. Uh, Part of me sure. So 19th at 9 p.m. to sign yes. up. Yes. Oh, to why am I suddenly hearing com. myself? Get a discount on your crate. There, let's un- let's mute that. Um, and the beauty is, I always cut those things out from the broad from the podcast. From the podcast so you never hear them. Um, uh, you have them until the 19th at 9 p.m. Go to netheadsonair.com. Get the discount. All the cool stuff you see behind me. uh Typically, uh on an episode of of Netheads is from.
1: It's, it's come from the Loot Crate.
2: Yeah, it has. Uh, my T-shirts, they come from Loot Crate. As a matter of fact, I should take a picture before the next episode, Trent, or, or next installment, because, um, oh, look, Vector's walking around again. There he is, right in the camera's face. He's not afraid of the camera, Trent. He is not camera shy. Vector? Uh, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, that's kind of what he sounds like. I wish you could hear him. <laughs> next time, we'll have to give him a mic, too. Um, uh What was I saying? Oh, I should take a picture of my closet because there is literally, I don't know if you're supposed to or not. I like to hang up my t-shirts. It's easier to go through them and I got so many of them, but it's like an entire section of my closet. At least three to four feet of curtain of a closet rod is just t-shirts.
1: T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't think I need any t-shirts anymore in life. Yeah. But,
1: but, but don't we all?
2: Uh, I don't know what that means. Well, yeah, apparently. I mean, I I, I bought a box of your old shirts, and I don't even wear them. I just cuddle with them. Yeah. As one would expect, right? Oh, I'm sorry. They get a little awkward. I apologize.
1: No, it's fine.
0: We it's always fine. end
2: awkward. It's all right. Don't worry okay. about it. Uh, anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in and thank you for joining us this time. Uh, really appreciate it. Hope you hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I enjoyed the conversation with my good friend Trent. You can follow him on Twitter via a part of him. You can find him on the Facebooks. You can also read his articles at smodcast.com. I am nethead The show is Netheads on Air. And uh until next time, folks, we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads.
1: NetHeads.
0: Netheads.
1: We'll be back soon.
0: Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.
2: That was really fun to watch until the eventual uh you know, tissue kneading of your, your drainage there. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> the, the, the offbeat hop. I was like, this is Al Hurdy.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? Why? I just wanted to dance and my nose hurts. Oh, I just wanted to get my freaky dicky on. Whoops.